football season is never over. The Ringer NFL Show has got all your football needs covered from free agency to the draft and so much more. Check out The Ringer NFL Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, guys, Thursday's edition of Sports Cards Nonsense. Happy Mike Giuseppe. We've also got Mike GRD and Jesse with us today. Mike, I already told you this. My dad was, I, I have never heard my father so disappointed. He called me after we mentioned you. He didn't even say, I don't even know if he said hello. He's just like, it's GRD. I was like, who is this? He's like, this is your father. I was like, okay, thanks, thanks dad. So anyways, you're, you're, you're bonding families, Mike. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, you know, I always tell people it's it's close enough. I, I respond to anything. As long as they keep saying the name, that's fine. It's all good. Yeah. Well, and then Simmons blew me up too. He again out of the blue. G R D. I was like, what is this how guy how are you cult. pronouncing it? I don't know what I said. I was ready what to throw say? myself into traffic on Monday. I wasn't working okay. pronunciation, yeah. <laughs> but now we're doing better. Mental health today is clear. You're in a good place. I'm in hey, a great well, place. Let me just name drop for a second. I don't know if Simmons Please. told you this. So I was actually invited to Bill's um engagement party. Really? <laughs> and, and Bill Simmons might have been the first person to know, he and his soon-to-be wife, that my wife was pregnant. We hadn't told anybody. She did not drink at that party. And then I think he called me the next day and was like, is your wife pregnant? I'm like, how did you know? He's like, oh, we know. We know. So, uh, random. Is there any secret you've never said out loud that you want to share with me and Jesse so we can go on, <laughs> on this level? Anything, anything deep and dark, we're, we're willing yeah. to listen. Let me think about that. And if not, I can just send you a message with text to see you guys have that information. Well, for the next episode. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jesse, ask your question now so it's not awkward at the end of the interview. <laughs> so typically this question gets asked at the end of the interview, right. but we're, we're, we, we planned ahead. That's how much we respect your time, Mike. Um, before we get into the whole like, hey, what's going on in the NFL? Tell us a little bit about you. What's your pedigree? What brings you here? How'd you get here? Uh, so let's see. I've been covering the National Football League, well, Boston sports in general for over 20 years, and then the National Football League for the NFL Network for the last three-plus years now. And uh, I'm from Massachusetts. I'm a fellow mass hole with, with Mike. <laughs> um, I'm surrounded. So I defi- yeah, so I definitely um, grew up bleeding, you know, Red Sox and, and Celtics and, well, not so much the Patriots because they were pretty much horrific the yeah. entire time we were growing up. Uh, and I was a huge junk wax collector. I mean, I didn't know it was junk wax at the time. I was also the guy that everybody took advantage of because I just wanted the Red Sox cards and I wanted the Patriots cards. During that time, I was also, a, I hate to say it, but I was a Cowboy fan. They were on TV a lot. Patriots yeah, were not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to collect those cards. So I, I well, my rookie cards, all that stuff, I didn't care. Just get me, you know, like the, the fifth year Drew Pearson card. Get me the, uh, you know, Joe Rudy card when he played for the Red Sox. That, that's Those are the things I was looking for then. And you still Very collect cool. today, right, Mike? I do. Well, it's funny because I went away from it for a long time. And I have a son now who's 15. And right around when he was six or seven, he started to get interested. And oh, of nice. course, back then, up until a year and a half ago, you could find retail and Target. So, hey, you were a good kid this week. We're in Target. Go grab yourself a, a blaster box or something like that. And then, nice. you know, like obviously the last 18 months, it's gone crazy. So it's been harder to find. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely, I have a PC, you know, like... I'm I'm still very much involved on eBay and all over the place because, 
it's something I enjoy to do, uh, doing. I, I love the, uh, the thrill of the chase and I love being able to turn a $20 card into a hundred dollar card or whatever it is. There's, there's something about that too, that I really like. Nice. Very cool. Good deal. So Jesse, any more awkward questions? We always say that for the end. We we present this person as a professional and ask all these these other dumb questions. And at the end, my favorite was a couple weeks ago. Jesse, so Kyle, what makes you the guy? Kyle's like, I don't know. I wouldn't call myself that. We're doing way better. Let's get. We need to because what if the guy comes in and they're listening and they're like, why do I care what this guy has to say? It could just be one of Mike's friends because all of Mike's friends are from Boston. Everyone knows that. So with you being from Boston, I wanted to dispel any rumors right away. This guy knows his stuff. All right. Mike. I appreciate Jesse. Jesse, you're doing great. You're doing Stop great. It. Stop <laughs> it, Mike. Oh, man. At least one Mike respects this. I'm Thank just you, glad sir. you didn't wear a tank top again this week. So I, I almost did. It great. was dirty. So, hey, I know you said earlier in the week you were busy with the uh, the Pats, Eagles. They play tonight, right? Or they yeah, already? they do. Okay. Yeah, they so do. two of the guys we actually have been talking about quite a bit. I'm curious to get your take. Jalen Hurts. You know, Jalen's a guy I think is super cheap. Just to kind of throw some numbers out there, try to keep it somewhat relevant. I mean, he's selling right now about 30% of what Herbert and Burrow are. And even compared to Tua, you know, across the board, he's probably 20% cheaper. Where, where does a guy like Jalen Hurts fit in your mind? I, 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 having seen him for the last couple of days there in practice and talking to a lot of people that are around the team, th- there's a real strong feeling about the leap that he's made from year one to year two. I mean, obviously, all those guys went through hell last year we all went through hell with covid right? right but it was the the notion of not being able to have those practices together not joint practices no preseason games it really sort of restricted some of these guys growth and i think you're seeing a very confident poised player and way more accurate than i saw at any point last year so i think philadelphia is going to be uh, one of those teams that's better than you think they're going to be and i think he might have a big reason to do with that so i i like your like your line of thinking there in terms of where his cost is at and where he may end up. Yeah, it just seems like he has a decent amount of upside. Uh, it also seems like the rumors, like the trade talk with, with Houston, I, I haven't heard a peep about that in weeks now. Is that Do you guys still hear rumors what? about that? Or is that yeah, you still hear some noise about it, but I think, look, I, I think Deshaun's situation is so convoluted right now. I, I, can't, I can't imagine the league lets him play until this is resolved. And if you keep you know, following the news doesn't sound like this is going to happen until 2022 at least get the quarter or that sort of stage of it so I, I just have a feeling we might not see Deshaun Watson this year which look based on all the stuff that's out there you can understand where they're coming from sure that bodes well for Jalen though because I, I know that was the one team we, we had a couple other guys too at the NFL Network kind of mentioned say hey this is heating up and if it happens this for, they for sure want Jalen Hurts back which would have hurt because that Houston team is garbage so they've contacted Jesse about playing receiver <laughs> I no, Thinking I I am full running back. Everybody knows that about That's me. True. You should have known that. It's a Derrick Henry type. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I could picture you with dreads. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Tighten anyway. up. And he's jacked. So, oh, like, oh, my god. You saw that. I mean, I'm sure you saw Gun, that. Are we flexing show. again? Gun show. Hey, tell you I what. Didn't me post, and Mike- I didn't post that picture because it was actually, I thought like, oh, it it'll bad. be funny. I'm going to have that. It was such a bad picture. I couldn't even do that. So Don't sell yourself All right. short. <laughs> my, my next question then, of course, Pat's guy, I am very curious. For the longest time, I thought, man, in free agency, this looks like a team that is building around Cam. He's not going to be a deep downfield threat, but they're going to build the tight ends around him, the slot guys. And then Mac Jones, and again, we like to overreact like everything else. Mac Jones looked pretty good the other day. Uh, what's your inkling there on on when we see or if we see Mac this year? I think you'll definitely see Mac this year. I'm just not sure it's going to be right away. I think, you know, there's a sort of a time element here. Is, does he have enough time to overtake Cam? And I think there's also just sort of, the way Bill approaches September, Bel- Belichick, you know, they've always sort of used September as an extension of training camp, you know, like, and obviously they did that with Tom Brady. So you kind of could get away with that. Maybe they can't quite do that with, with Cam Newton and Mac Jones, but I think there's sort of a longer view here. And I don't think they're in any rush to put him in, but I will say, especially the last say week and a half or so steady progress from Mac. And he's definitely putting pressure on Cam. I just, again, I think it's a matter of, uh, um, you know, when it's going to happen, but it's definitely going to happen at some point this year. Interesting. So How, Je- oh, go ahead, Jay. I was just going to say, like, as far as Cam Newton this year, what have you been seeing? I know a lot of guys were saying last year it wasn't necessarily all that they were hoping for. So anything different? Yeah, I mean, in his defense last year, they surrounded him with a bunch of uh, below average talent. And when then Julian Edelman got hurt and that was his best receiver and their passing game was non-existent. 
they've invested a ton of money in free agency around the offense this year. Tight ends, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith. They signed Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver, and Kendrick Bourne. Um, I still think they're short at wide receiver. I think I could still use another guy. But when it comes to Cam, more comfortable um, in the offense, seems to have a better grasp of what they're trying to do. But the same things you saw last year, the odd throwing mechanics, the inaccuracy, I think that's reared its head in, in camp. And I think, you know, when I look at Mac, I see someone that Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator, sort of views as this is how we want to run our offense. We want it quick. We want it precise. We want you to be accurate within the short mid-range stuff. And, and Jones was that at Alabama. And for the best, for the better part of the three months that we've got to see him, he's been that here with New England. Man, Cam Newton's a weird one, too. We actually get quite a few. It's funny. For as little as we talk about Cam, we get a number of questions about him, in particular from, like, collectors. Like, hey, since 2011, I was chasing Cam. You know, loved him coming out of Auburn. And I think there's still a number of guys. It seems like he has a crazy loyal following, which we're trying to play to that angle too, like the collectors. Yeah. But, but lately it's been like, and it was brought up even when the Pats signed him. I don't remember a, an MVP falling out of grace that fast. I mean, I know it's like revisionist history now, but I, I just, and now guys have kind of asked, well, when, when comes like that finale? Like when's the final bump for Cam? Unless I am just wildly, well, I'm dumb about a lot of things. Cam is by no means close to a Hall of Famer, correct? I don't think so, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, to your point, I think, like, even today with the players, now think about it, 2018 was his last good year, and that was half a season before he got hurt. He has such cachet with the players. They revere him. It was like, Mm -hmm. this is the guy they grew up playing Madden with, right? This is the guy they saw in college. He has such unbelievable relationships with some of the quarterbacks around the league, guys like Jalen Hurts, who was like, I can't believe I got to meet my idol, Cam Newton, in person. You know, like, he just carries such an amazing amount of sway with the rest of the guys because, I mean, let's face it, that 2015 year was unbelievable. Yeah, he was ridiculous. Yeah, so dynamic. But I I think that that guy is – well, I'm I'm pretty certain that guy doesn't exist anymore, at least that version of him. So I would say we're real close to the end for Cam. Yeah, so I guess my thing to those guys would just be, if you've collected him to now, I don't think there's any reason to ever move off him. Like I don't, And because of that cachet like you talk about, and he did win an MVP, he went to a Super Bowl, you're never going to see the guy's prices tank. I think now is probably the bottom. So I don't, I don't think he's the worst guy for people to hold on to if they just happen to like him. But it is funny to me how much interest we get in a guy who's not been super relevant for a couple of years, so. Mike, he's one of those guys, too. Like, he has so many outside interests. Like, I don't think he's going to disappear when he stops playing football. So he might be one of those guys that we see, like, you know, 10 years from now, there's a documentary, and you get this, hey, why is Cam Newton's card starting to go up again? Because I think he's going to always be sort of culturally relevant and and be involved in stuff like that. Yeah, almost like a Peyton Manning. I mean, very different. But like Peyton Manning, I I think we're going to start seeing him more and more, which I think does nothing but help. I mean, I've been buying up his rookie stuff because it's just so stupid cheap to me. I keep it out of sight. I don't want to look at that forehead, but I like to have it for the value. Of it. Uh, I know that's a that's a tough one as a New England guy. That's right? what I mean. I hate. I, I grew up hating him, but he was one of the few. To me, he was the arch rival. If you ask me, like the rival in any sport, it was him. Like the Yankees, I hated growing up, but it wasn't a rival. They just dominated us forever. But <laughs> yes. but like Peyton Manning was the one guy I just grew up like despising. I don't know. Why yeah, it's, it's like the Celtics and Lakers for those years, you know, in the 80s with Bird and Magic. It had that same sort of feel to it. Like one year they might be better than, you know, it's just the, sort of that back and forth. Although largely with Brady, it, it ended up being Brady who came out on top. Right. Yeah. And now I so, just kind of like respect the guy. So anyways, Jesse, your next so, question, please. sir. <laughs> Mike, with your uh, with your finger on the proverbial pulse of the NFL. Other Mike. <laughs> Mr. Giardi, uh, if, if you don't mind, you are also a collector. What are you stashing away right now? Like, obviously, you've seen like the talent that's on the field, the new guys, and maybe the sophomore class. Is there any guys you would suggest maybe that you're collecting yourself? Well, I would say for me personally, I tend to go baseball, basketball, and stay away from football, maybe because I'm really? in it. Although okay. my son is definitely into football. But he, of course, has been like a lot of people. He's priced out of the quarterback market. Right. And he's a, he's a wide receiver by trade at high school. So he collects a lot of the wide receivers. He's Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore from Carolina, Curtis Samuel now with Washington, Terry McLaurin, Christian Kirk in Arizona. Those are sort of like the guys that he can get into at a, at a low price. And then who knows? You know, who knows what happens? But some of those guys, I mean, some of those, like he, he loves DJ Moore. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me how that happened. Maybe it was Madden. I don't know. Uh, watching Red Zone or something. But that's a guy that I think he'll put that away and just keep it in his top drawer for for a long time. Maybe the other ones, he might get into the, the flipping game, if you will. But nice. um, okay, yeah, uh, for me, 
if, if I was looking heavy into football right now, I'm sort of with Mike on this one. I think Tua is, uh, he's undervalued. And I think that, that the talk of him last year being a bust and all the stuff we heard in the offseason was completely unfair. He played nine games mm-hmm. after suffering a traumatic injury in college, you know? So, like, I think what you're hearing from Miami and some of the people I talked to down in Miami, you're seeing a much more confident quarterback. You're seeing a quarterback who looks physically more ready to do this. So, uh, to me, he's... He's an interesting guy because I think they're they're a pretty interesting team and going to be a pretty competitive team. And I you definitely... talk about a cult following, by the way, dude. Yes. People like Tua. It's unbelievable the amount of love he gets for someone who, again, who's played nine games, which I like to see. Well, it's like Justin Fields in the rookie class, right? I mean, I think all these rookies have plenty of buzz, but there's something about him, whether it's the transfer from Georgia to Ohio State, the fan base that both of those schools have, and then Chicago, who's been so desperate for a quarterback for a million and one years. They see this guy, and then you see what he did in the preseason game. And even though it's vanilla, everybody's like, "Oh my goodness, this is the next coming." The excitement around him is insane. You know, I don't, I don't even know if he can live up to that. Not to say that he's not a good player. I think he has a potential to be one, but like, it's kind of crazy right now. It's off the rails. Yeah. So, hang on, real quick. So, just on the Tua point, the Tua thing is interesting too. Again, just I kind of just grabbed four quarterbacks that I've been curious about. I've been high on the sell Herbert because I think he's too. I think he's very, very good. I just think he's too expensive. So I just use kind of a baseline, like all of their rookie Panini contenders autos as a nine five ten. So just a straight Beckett gem. So like Tua is six hundred on average. Herbert is twenty five to three thousand. Burrow's (laughs) over two grand, and even Kyler. Kyler's at fifteen hundred. I I like Kyler. I like Rondell more than most of anybody on that team. But, like, I just think that, and I'm not sitting here saying two is the next, you know, Brady. But it just seems to me that's the best team of all those teams I've talked about. I mean, record-wise, I think Miami has more wins than any of those guys at the end of the year. I just, Tua just seems cheap. I don't know. Yeah, no, it totally seems cheap. And and with Herbert, like, I, I agree with you. I think he's really good. But if he does that again this year, now all of a sudden he's in the top five quarterbacks in the NFL conversation, right? If there's any step back... If they're not as good as some people think they might be this year, you know, they, they definitely feel like they're in a better place this year from a coaching perspective and maybe from an offensive line perspective. But if they take a little bit of a step back or he does, then, yeah, you're you're in a position where you sunk that much money into yeah, a you're car. Get hurt? Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're definitely going to get hurt. I mean, look, if you've got the unlimited funds, then go for it. And you, you roll the dice that he becomes a top five guy. And then, you know, maybe it pays off for you down the line. But for right now, I, I just I don't see... I don't see the plus side for him. So we did a little bit of a, a poll. Uh, we By did a we, couple polls, actually. We don't do any. Where you, <laughs> you, you did a poll. I include we in the, oh, the I rhetorical did. sense. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, You're but doing it, Jesse. You're the one it. I am referring to is the Indy one. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> and, he's referring to we do anything with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we, as a team, uh, did a poll asking after Trevor Lawrence, who are guys looking to for best-selling quarterbacks? The overwhelming response, there's actually kind of a tie, I would say. It was Justin Fields and Trey Lance. What do you think about that? Yeah, so the Lance thing is interesting because I actually, if you go beyond the one big play that you saw in the highlights, he looked very bad. Yeah, he didn't look good at all. He stacked several times. (laughs) He's inaccurate. I think he fumbled once. Um, But that situation is a great situation because Kyle Shanahan, the head coach there, his offense is being adopted by everybody because his offense has been that good. And I think uh, Trey's in this good position where he doesn't have to play right away. They kept Garoppolo. Um, they're going to use him in certain situations and packages, build up his confidence, continue to build up his knowledge. So maybe you don't get that great bang for the buck early with him, but I think that situation is set up great for him long-term. And I totally understand why people would be in on that because look, I mean, Garoppolo, Garoppolo uh, was the last football guy that I heavily invested in before I started working at the NFL Network. 2014 Hmm. was his rookie year. And those five games that he had after he got traded from the Patriots, (laughs) I turned and burned all those cards. Oh, did you really? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I was just like, look, I don't know that it's going to get any better than this. Yeah. And and I guess, well, I mean, they got to a Super Bowl, (laughs) but it didn't really get any better than that. Not for the hobby. Yeah, Yeah, that hobby buzz was silly. Yeah, so I just think that that was one of those things where that that offense is really sort of tailor made for guys to put up some some really stupid numbers, and I think eventually he's gonna he's gonna be able to do that for them. Hey Jess, nice. so do you have the actual pricing on that one? Is that the poll that included that or no? I, I may have the. Only um, I've got the I've got the post that uh, Indy did that had the five. 
cards with pricing already on there. So give the me the prices on those, and I'm going to give you the price. So these are just base cards okay. that have come out. Obviously, there's not a ton to base it on, but just to give yep. people an idea who's selling where. So what, what do you yes. have on that side, Jess? Um, so these are uh, apparently the Chronicles Blue Prism out of 199 is what he took these these cards from. Yep. So uh, starting off, we have Zach Wilson with a $31 card is what that's going for. Um, you want to go down the line, all of them? Yeah, I was going to say go high to low, but if you want to go middle and then end and low, and then, <laughs> as confusing as we can do it, let's do it that way. Let's do this. Let's, let's go low to high, low to high, and I, it's almost accurate. Okay. Uh, Mac Jones was actually the lowest at 25 bucks. So okay. that's a, I'd get in on Mac Jones. Yeah, he he's definitely seems to he's be cheap. the lowest. So Mac's yeah. 25, Zach's 30. What do you got then for you got, Trey? Then uh, you got Justin Fields at 50. Okay. Trey Lance at 51, so about tied. But far and away, Trevor Lawrence at 75. So here's this is what's funny now, though. Just to put in perspective, some of those sales, too, were before that Chicago game. So Gold Standard, which came out last week, it was kind of like their first pro autograph. I know you're probably familiar with the mic, but yep. just for the listeners, you know, pro autograph patch autos. And we took some of the nice ones that have sold. So Trevor Lawrence have all been over 3,000, which, uh, again, I, okay. Yeah. Fields had went as high as 2,500, though. Like, he actually ended up closing the gap big time. And then Trey Lance and Zach Wilson were almost on par, right around the fourteen to $1,500 range. And Mac Jones was 800 for a jumbo patch order mm-hmm. to 25 So you're talking 25% of the value of Trevor Lawrence, half of Fields and Trey Lance, and about a third of, uh, excuse me, a third of Fields, and then about half of Wilson and whoever the other guy. Oh, just Wilson. Like, that just seems, I'm not saying Mac Jones is going to be Trevor Lawrence, but I, I don't know, to your point. <laughs> Yeah, when he takes over, like, I think they built a good team here. So that, I think you're going to have some team success. And look, he's not going to be the guy who's going to give you the highlights, like Fields running around, you know, spin moves on guys. That's not, that's not who he is. He's a guy who's going to beat you from the pocket. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm believing that they're going to put him in when they believe he's ready to sort of handle the full breadth of this offense and be efficient. And I think they're going to be a winning football team. So that means, you know, if he ends up in the, in their lineup at some point this year, like I believe, I think they're a playoff team. So then he's okay. in the playoff, like, you know, then you start to get that, like that kick, you know, the postseason kick, and maybe he has a good one postseason game. You win that postseason game and his numbers go crazy. I, and then we I start just, hearing the Brady comparison. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you're already, hey, Mike, you're already getting a little bit of that because of the way that he sort of stands in the pocket and delivers the ball quickly, that there right. is that sort of, I've seen this for 20 years. No, well, you saw it with the greatest guy ever, but this right. guy does have that sort of skill set in terms of the the quick release and stuff like that. That's the only comparison I'm making other than that, because I know people get crazy. But I mean, you know, Brady, obviously, with all the rings, there's there's a long, long way to go to get there. Okay, Do so you just think oh, good, that the Florida government is going out of their way to pull in the best quarterbacks in the world? <laughs> I'm just saying you got Brady, you got Lawrence and you got Tua. All quarterbacks in Florida. So you got one great and a theory. couple of young kids. Jesse, I like this. This is a conspiracy theory. theory. I love it. They're putting let pressure. It, the Florida run. government is putting pressure on the NFL offices in New York City on Park Avenue. Thank you. Like, look, we need you got to bring this all. I mean, look, the yeah. the the <laughs> how many teams last year butchered the the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, right? By winning games late in the year when they they should have said, Ah, eh, you know what? Maybe we're better off just taking the L and getting Trevor in our in our roster. Don't I, Mike, don't thank you, Jardy. You're doing everything in the world that I was hoping you would do, which is just be great. You're yes, just yeah, I'm, great. I, I'm, I'm touched by that. I think no we're reason, best friends now. No reason to encourage him. I'm gonna be <laughs> All right, let's jump off QBs for a minute. We focus on QBs because they're, they're the most relevant. Obviously, the three big wide receivers taken early. Uh, Jamar Chase. Oh, Mike, get your son in on this. He'll, he'll be oh, here. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Little G. Yeah. Uh, we got Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase. Um, so Jamar Chase is the, it went with Burrow. To Cincy. He was the first receiver taken. Waddle went next, correct? To Miami? Yes. Yep. Okay, and then Devontae, Devonta, I don't know how to say his name, Smith, I know how to say Smith, went to <laughs> Philly. Of those three guys, and Najee Harris as a running back to, to Pittsburgh, thoughts on those guys? I mean, they're all relatively high in terms of sales. Where do you stack up those three receivers, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I would look at it as uh, Waddle one, Smith two, Chase three. Really? And, okay. Well, and I'll give you this. So, look, Chase came with a ton of buzz. I don't think Chase is that that um, he's not that explosive separating type guy. He's he's more of a bigger guy who's going to use his body a little bit, and I think it takes a little time to adjust to that. I mean, he's not built like DK Metcalf, who had that big body, but also runs the four three forty, right? Sure. So I wonder how that's going to go early on. I, thus far, the reports from camp aren't great. 
you know, not, not, not a bust, but like he's not really showing you that he should have been the fifth pick in the draft. I think Waddle's speed is tremendous. And unlike Ruggs from a year ago, he just came in with more receiving skills, runs routes better the whole nine yards. So he's not just a speed guy. He's also going to contribute on special teams. So that's why I kind of put him one. And Smith has had a hard time staying healthy here early on, but he did get in the practice field on Tuesday when I was there and in team drills. And he is ridiculously smooth. He really turned around a couple Patriots defensive backs. Um, you just say if he can stay healthy, like even though there were some questions about his size, uh, uh, you know, if he can stay healthy, the, all the other skills are there. I mean, he just he does some things to people out there from a move standpoint. The way he sets people up is, is pretty impressive. Interesting, which is funny because he is by far the cheapest. Chase and Waddle were close to start, and then Chase pulled away early. So, uh, I mean, going off your analysis there, it seems like Smith is the easy buy. He's by far the cheapest and maybe the most upside. Yeah, and I mean, look, a lot of that will depend on Hurts too, right? Like sure. if the Hurts that we're seeing right now carries over into the regular season, then that's going to be huge for for Smith's you know, card value going forward, at least with Waddle, too, has got the nine games of experience. And again, having a, having a real good camp, I think, in Miami. So I think the feeling is like he's ready to take that next step. Nice. Jesse, anything else? Oh, man. Uh, Jerry, what's your take on um, politics? <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk some more conspiracy? Listen, this you want to talk dogs? Thing. We can talk dogs. My, hey, Mike, I know you got the two oh, dogs. God, oh, right. I, got a, I got a big I'll yellow lab named Joe. Okay, Joe is actually was we bought him. He was pre-named. He is Joe DiMaggio. He's like a oh, you know. Not great. There, I've heard oh, of that. That's a I know, name. but the, but my previous dog also yellow lab. We named him Gretzky. Who was I mean, also again, a sports? Bobby thing. wasn't good enough for you. The greatest hockey player of all time. Gretzky. Hey, hey, Dad. Next time. I didn't oh, see God. Orr. I saw Gretzky. Gretzky was the man. Okay. Well, Dad, next time I butcher his name, the guy doesn't even like Bobby Orr, so call Mike <laughs> instead of me. So, hey, uh, Last question, too. I think we kind of – Jesse tried to ask it. Jesse likes to ask nine-minute-long questions, so it's tough to decipher. Your the, P, your Jesse, PC you're doing, Jesse, you're doing great. You're doing great, Jess. Your PC, Mike, any – any produ- you said baseball, basketball. So what, what are some stuff that's in your PC you have no intent of selling? What's your uh, – I have the – I'm big in Kevin Durant. I have a okay. ton of Durant. A lot of uh, the – the tops, the paper card, the white, the orange, the black borders, uh, all PSA. I think they're all PSA nines. I don't think I have a PSA 10 in him. I, nice. And I have a ton of Paul Pierce, which okay. in retrospect, when his prices went bananas, like the rest of the prices went bananas, I probably should have moved a couple because now they've come like Way they down. just hit the bottom. Right. Um, so I probably could have flipped a couple to help support me in other <laughs> areas of life or other uh, card chases. But yeah, I have the tops chromes nines and tens i have the SPX infinite i think it is there's only seven of them that are psa nine i have one of those oh wow okay um, nice. so yeah i mean i and i and i also garnett i enjoyed that team i mean i, I would have got into bird but it was at the beginning it was a little too pricey for me and now I, again it's sort of too pricey for me so i have i have some lower end bird stuff uh but not the you know not the trademark ricky stuff from him Nice. Hey, let me ask. Let me leave you on one other question. I forgot to ask it, even though I highlighted it on my stupid sheet. One guy in the league, rookie or not, anybody that or one or two, whatever you want, wherever you want to go with it, that really stands out to you. Hey, this guy's getting no media and even hobby coverage because you know the hobby as well. Anybody that just kind of jumps off the page to you in that respect. And that that just to clarify, that means not just talent but hype because we all know hype can sell cards way more than talent in some cases. I mean. <laughs> I guess he's in his third year, so he has some hype. I would AJ Brown in, in your hometown. Yeah. I think yep. AJ Brown's a stud. I think if if Julio's on the field with him at the same time, like good luck trying to figure out which one to cover. That's a someone's going to have to get someone's going to have to get singled, right? And I just think you know AJ's been a little bit more durable than Julio over the last couple of years. So AJ to me is someone that, um, and he wants to be great. Like you talk to him, and he just he loves football. Like his passion for football is is like off the charts. So he's someone that I. You know, I, I definitely look at it and say he's pretty nasty. Is he a 2019 um, rookie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So with Kyler and those guys, okay. yeah, I know exactly. he's cheap. We've comped some of his stuff compared to the quarterbacks, especially. I mean, he sells, and he he was the only rookie that year with a thousand yards. He had a great year yep. last year. Yeah, another okay. thousand like yards last year. Yeah, no, I I really really I really like him as a as a guy. Um, you know, what's an interesting one to me, and he doesn't get a ton of love, and he's a little bit later in his career. But Tyler Lockett. Like he's in a thousand. He's every year. I mean, yeah, it, okay. it's like, man, now he's sort of overshadowed by DK, but like when he's healthy, 
I mean, he's he's phenomenal. He just doesn't, you know, I guess maybe he'll never get the hobby love at this point because he's probably seven, seven or eight years in. But he's just someone that I, I, I think a lot of people around the league really appreciate what he brings to the table and just how good he is. And he just, you know, he never gets talked about. And like I said, it probably probably won't do anything for his hobby value, but he's someone I definitely like a lot. Uh, do the Pats hmm. play the Titans this year? Uh, that's a good question. Cut this part of the tape. Yeah, right? I don't. I don't. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I think I'm only up to the first four weeks of the season. In my head, I know they have the first four weeks of the season. Tennessee November is not 28th. in that group, but I haven't gone any further than that. They play November, November 28th. Okay, okay, so there you go. And is it week four or week five? The Bucks are the week Bucks four, going week to four, Gillette? The Bucks are in Gillette. My week that week is going to be insanity. That'll be Super Bowl, Super Bowl like for sure. All right, I'm going to put this out there to you. Since listen, we've been friends for a while here. Obviously. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to if we find our way to Boston, we're going to let you take us to the game. I think that's a generous offer you're going to hear. <laughs> that's really, gonna, really that nice. is. Think I about it. How could I say no to that? I, I mean, mean thanks, like, bro. That's just. That's the perfect offer. By we, I mean me, because there's no reason Jesse <laughs> deserves to be at that game. But I'm thinking. Okay. Offer, so. Well, that hurts, but that's fair. Okay. <laughs> I know, Jesse. That doesn't seem very nice. No, Jesse's in too. Nice perfect. Mike, Why would Mike you plus say that? two. Put us down. <laughs> I actually am going to try. I, that is my intent. I am going to try to get up there and get to that game. So we'll see. Hopefully. Hey, I got, I got one. I'm going to flip it on you. I got one question for you. Oh. And we were talking about this just in terms of like who my son collects. And, the, and I just mentioned two receivers. Like, do you think we're at the point now where we actually, because the hobby exploded so much and there's so many newer people that we may actually get um, some more love for those guys and some of the, yes. that, that, those positions that aren't quarterback? Because it's so quarterback heavy, you know? Like, I, I think your kid is in a great – how old you kid? 16, 15? 15, yeah. He's wise. I think – well, I don't know if he's wise. I'm wise beyond his years. I mean, he's yeah, he's related to me. So I, don't know how far he is. I think by the time he graduates, though, that's going to be a thing of the past to a degree. I don't, obviously, we're not going to see on the quarterback level, but I think the more people have come in, this traditional QB or bust in the hobby is just is going to be so watered down because new people come in, like Christian McCaffrey stuff, and we saw some indicators last year. Christian McCaffrey stuff went nuts at times. Mm -hmm. DK Metcalf was out yep. selling quarterback. So I do. I think that's going to be kind of, and especially with a class like this, when you can't afford it, like there's a lot of people who are not going, who are just going to be totally priced out of the five QBs. Cool, go to the receivers, and that those trends just kind of carry on. So I, I do think, like by the time that kid's out of high school, I, I, I think I think we'll start seeing quarter uh, running backs and receivers, especially. I don't think defense is going to be there aside from yeah. the exceptions, like Chase Young. If in five years Chase Young right. selling like an all-time great. I could see it, but I do think that at least the skill positions will be there, which which I'm all for. I think it'd be good for the hobby too. And actually, you know, I forgot to ask you the other question, which sort of got me onto this program to begin with. Here we go. I got an order back from PSA that was a year in the making. Like really? many people, they they just jammed me up as yep. they jammed everybody up because they were overwhelmed and their customer service was uh, not not very good. It's fine, we're not sponsored <laughs> by the them. We can bash away. Is the <laughs> yeah. best way to talk about that. So, yeah. Look, I'm in it for PC. I'm in it for, you know, to see my son enjoy the hobby, but I'm also in it to make some money. I got back a bunch of base stuff. Nines and tens. And I'm I have okay. no idea. I have no idea what to do with it. Prism, base, mosaic base, uh, both football, basketball, and chronicles basketball, because well, largely it was Zion and, and, sure. and John Moran. I debate I, I think you hold the basketball. Anything I hold the basketball until the season starts. And even football, if you're flipping it, I would just wait and see when these guys break out. Because we've kind of already come off the super high where everybody was just chasing the next guy. So I don't think it's the worst idea to hold that and go on a week-to-week -week basis football. But basketball, I'd hold it another month. Yeah, the damn base is the devil, man. Everybody <laughs> went now. base is the devil. <laughs> yep. It is. And I got another order of PSA that's been sitting there for just about the same time. Oh, so that should pop. What'd you pay for those? Like 16 bucks a card? Or 20? 20. 20. Okay. 20, well, you know, and thankfully, I use uh, Chris from Nash Cards. There we go. Oh, Look nice. at this Chris is the man. Chris <laughs> is the man. His wife, they're unbelievable. The customer service, like, you know, I don't even know how many times I must have messaged them over Facebook or uh, or Instagram being like, I hate to ask again, but it's been another six weeks. Did anybody say sure. anything about these cards yeah. popping? And they're like, you know, Nothing we're doing yet. what we can. Well, that's cool. Hey, I like that. Man, there you go, Chris. Jesse, make sure we build Chris for that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a little shout out. Those aren't <laughs> a good deal. Mike GRD awesome. from the NFL Network. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for jumping on. Hopefully, we'll catch up down the road here. We'll see you week five. I'm excited. Got it, bud. No, week Thanks, four. Mike. Week four. You can go Excuse there. Me. You go there week five. You're just going to be lonely. Oh. All right. <laughs> Appreciate it. Have a good one, man. Thanks, Thanks man. man. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. 
We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. All right, so there you go. That was Mike G.R.D. from the NFL Network. Fellow Boston I would like guys. to hear one time you say his name regularly because nope. I, I honestly don't know if you have pronounced it the big right way once. Big picture. <laughs> so there you go. That was big picture, baby. NFL. All right, so hey, we're going to hit the PWCC thing. I forgot to tease this. We just did the whole thing where we stopped recording, started recording. I, I blew the intro, but we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, Jesse, I am curious. Do you have the poll? I put up a poll last week because I was, you know, I, I knock on baseball and basketball a lot, or baseball specifically for being boring. So we put up a poll in the Facebook group. We ended up getting like a thousand votes. What are you buying? Like just super simple. What sport do you buy the most? Do you have those results by chance? I do indeed. Yes. I didn't even um, tease you for that. Look at this. Guy. Oh Ready my goodness. Go. Um, so baseball, number one, number one out of, we put, we put uh football, basketball, soccer. I think some people added F1, F1 UFC. and UFC, all that other stuff. Uh, those got a few votes, but by far baseball, football, basketball were the votes and baseball had about, uh, of the votes, they had about 20% more. Uh, oh, is that big baseball. of a gap? And what was number yeah. two? Basketball? Uh, football. And then basketball being the third. Now, granted, we asked right now. Because, I right. mean, like, I wonder, these numbers could have been skewed a little bit if we had asked this, what, two months yeah, ago or something like that? But the, yeah. I only, the only reason I even brought that up, too, is we hear the narrative a lot of times, and it's true. Like, I don't know how many young guys in the hobby are watching baseball. But this thought that, like, the hobby with baseball is somewhat soft is just ridiculous. Like, the baseball market is still crazy strong. So, uh, the only other quick baseball note I was going to make, and I do want to get into the other stuff. Miguel Cabrera is coming up on his 500, 500th career home run. So, he's going to be a 500-3,000 guy. Again, for you collectors out there, if you're a Miggy fan, I think it's one of the safest buys in sports. For some, for whatever reason, he is an all, he's going to be one of only seven guys. He'll be the seventh of all time to be 500-3,000. Wow. I just think that guy gets overlooked so much. It's, and it's because he has the pool host treatment. He's been fairly irrelevant the past few years. He kind of, you know, we've had other big names that are more exciting. But historically speaking, if you're a Miguel Cabrera fan, like I think, and even me, that 2000, I think it's 2000, Tops and Tops Chrome, that's a card that I plan on buying in the next couple of weeks just because I think that's a guy that is going to be cemented as one of the all-time great hitters. And after he leaves, he's the type of guy who's just way more appreciated after the fact. So... I, I just I, that stat happened to catch up. I thought, you know, it's crazy how cheap that dude's market is. So, all right, is that it? All right, you good? That's all. I don't even remember the guy's name. Mailbag. So, yeah. No. Um. Wait, give me his name again. Miguel Cabrera. Miggy. Okay. Miggy. Yep. All right. I just want to look him up. I just want to have a little. I right, do your thing. Let's. Go. I started adding guys. Oh, uh, straight cash, homie. I like the breathing that happened before that. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! No, I said straight cash, homie. Oh, oh wow. Worlds colliding. Doesn't Straight matter. Facts. Someone edited in facts. All right. You're lucky Stefan's even still listening. Just, just keep <laughs> moving. Stefan, right. you're doing so good. Thank you, sir, for doing all the work that you do. Guys, um, uh, let me just get a couple other hobby things out of the way, and then we'll talk about what everyone's talking about. Uh, just an interesting note as far as with the PWCC news, people are like, Oh, does this affect the hobby? What's going on in the hobby? And even before it, that was a big question. Um, 
I thought this was an interesting little fun fact came out a few days ago. So eBay put out some numbers as far as gross merchandise sales for cards. Now, granted, it didn't separate out sports versus non-sports cards. But, you know, I think we can safely say that if the card market is doing well, the sports card market is doing well. Uh, they said that in the first six months of the year the, of 2021, there's been over 175% increase in sales versus the first six months of last year. That's now, granted, interesting because last year, the first half was COVID, but things went nuts too. Half exactly, that's what I mean. A half so, of a half. A half of a half My of a sandwich. sandwich notes. In, that's an inside and family up. joke. Um, but I think that's a really, really uh, positive number to point to to say, granted, there are some ebbs and flows in this year. We saw a big boom, but that does not, I mean, that does not by any means mean that the market is dying or we're in a bubble. So. Hey, before we forget to, let me just tease this. Jesse, who is a director of business, is that the, his title? Jesse Craig, the guy from PWCC? He's a big oh. He's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody told us he's in the inner circle at PWCC. He was going to come on today. He got overwhelmed, whatever. He's. We're going to do a, a YouTube live with him tomorrow at 12 o'clock Central Time on our on our YouTube, Sports Cards Nonsense. We wanted to get on the show. It just didn't work out. We tried. So we're going to have that tomorrow. So Okay, I so we, hang on. Before oh, we please, do that, because I was kind of waiting please, to say that, because I... Because there's a lot of listeners on here who only listen. They may not see any of the social. They may not be as up to date with the hobby. I figure we need to at least do a quick rundown of what happened. Yep, yeah, yeah, let's go. Uh, so bottom line, PWCC is a consigner of cards. One of the, if not the largest, would you say the largest consigner of cards? Consigner, yes, absolutely. Okay. Yep. And so, one of the biggest sellers in general. Like I think Mealy, or Burbank probably does. There's a couple that do more card sales, but in terms of consignment, they are okay. well into the uh, what eight nine figures nine figures a hundred million right? Uh, yeah. yeah 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 I think so and so to date let me get, on my, let me get on my calculator and don't make, sure, start, make sure that nine oh figures God. is actually hundreds of millions of dollars. Guessing your okay. thoughts. We can't stop. I couldn't get through a whole episode. I'm feeling good, baby. <laughs> you drank that. You were drinking that monster. I could see it. Um, so mainly the important note to know there is the bulk of those sales, if not all of them, have been consigned on ebay well as of what was it tuesday mm -hmm. uh it started getting spread around that pwcc has now been now okay i want to clarify a lot of people are saying kicked off and it's, i may have even said that but that says restricted i think we need to back up ebay released a statement that says yes that literally accuses pwcc and it says and someone associated with them they did not expound on that so maybe a, some an employee may not be yep. it's an associate of or someone associated with is is guilty of shill bidding, Shilling. driving up the price of auctions so the comps look higher with no intent to buy. Now, yes. anybody who's in the hobby in any auction world in the period knows that shill bidding happens across the board. Shill bidding happens with everybody on eBay too, the big accounts. It you can do so many things to take it away. It's a scummy thing to do, first of all. Too. Shill bidding is I just said drive the definition I just said that Jesse didn't listen you, to. Wait, you did say it? Oh, yeah, okay. I was pulling up a thing. That. So okay. eBay's statement was basically they're guilty of this. We are restricting them on eBay. Well, by the end of the night, all their auctions were taken down. So they're yes. completely off eBay. So this thing about restricted, not restricted, they're gone. PWCC then responded. And by the way, that is it. eBay released one statement. They're not talking to anybody. Yep. I, I don't know if they have to either, quite frankly. I don't think they care. PWCC responded. The high points of the response were, first of all, this is the first we are hearing about it, which is crazy. They were not contacted first, if that's true. And I think it is. We'd actually talked to a PR guy from them that morning about an unrelated thing. When this came out, if you're coming to us to talk about it, the dude would have jumped on it. They, Instead, there's nobody on the show today. The so PR was to try and get PWCC to come on the show. And then as soon as the announcement came out, all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, we don't have time. Right. So we so, don't think if they knew they would have. Yeah. Done so that. PWCC just found out about it. They, I mean, basically denied it, although not in the strongest language possible. But again, that's I, maybe they and and one of the big things was they said that eBay has made defamatory uh, statements or remarks. And I, I did speak to an attorney here uh, the other day. He's a big time attorney up in New York. He, to him, it and again, just speculation like everything else is wording like that released an official document document. One of two things. Either eBay has a smoking gun that they're going to share publicly or privately, I would imagine just privately with PWCC, and PWCC is going to back off, or they don't have a smoking gun. They made a big deal about this, 
and there's going to be a lawsuit for liable and, and defamatory remarks made. Which that's got to be the lowest odds right there. Right. I and don't again, see eBay that's ever doing that. Totally speculation. So yeah. here's the whole kicker in all of this, though. Well, well, everybody at Probstein, all these other big accounts shill as well. Why are they going to PWCC? Well, they launched their premier auction service, and it's going to really take off September 1st. They were pretty much going to exist largely without eBay. Now, they, weren't, they were not pulling off eBay completely, but largely they were. Is this, again, some people have theorized, hey, this is eBay's way of taking a shot at them on the way out. You want to build a competitor, let's really question their, you know, their whole platform before they leave. I don't know. I, 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 and I and I honestly, I don't. I, I wish there was more to say here. I'm just going to tell you, I don't think we're going to hear anything else publicly from eBay at all. I will say eBay is still advertising very lightly, but it is still available. The PWCC vault. Um, okay. So it is. It's not to say that all business ties have been completely cut at this point. And I, we don't know if those auctions came down because of eBay or because of PWCC pulling them down. Uh, because again, Correct. when they said restricted, it did not say banned or removed as a seller. So a lot of those decisions could have been done on PD, PWCC so, side. Yeah, another point too, like yesterday, everybody was coming up with these. I'm not going to run down this rabbit hole of all these what ifs and other nonsense. I, 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 there's one statement from each company. That's it. Now, there have been things in PWCC's past that have been a little bit more public that have been very questionable. There was a trimming issue in 2019, you know, where they were selling cards that had clearly been altered. They got flagged. FBI investigated to what degree, I don't know. Uh, and even before that, now there were some messages floating around from a, a, a base, a vintage baseball card message board of Brent, the owner, telling someone to bid on a card. You know, I, I, I go back and forth with that statement. These are taken out of context to a degree. So what was the actual implication there? I don't know. Um, I, I'm curious. That's why we really want to have somebody on today. We're going to do it tomorrow privately because I'm oh, not privately, but on our own YouTube um, we'll obviously talk about the high points on the podcast next time as well. Um, the biggest thing, I, I think, and actually we put up that poll. Do you have that poll handy by chance? Yeah. So, because people had asked a lot too, how does this affect the market? Hey, how does this affect, you know, comps in general? I don't think it affects the market in the least. I'm going to be honest with you. I was bidding on items last night and this morning. I didn't for a second think to myself. I didn't for a second think about PWCC, first of all. And here's the other thing when it comes to shilling. If you shill, you're a scumbag, right? I'm not making any defense. But as an educated buyer, just do your research and bid what you're willing to pay. If that happens, you will never be, really be affected by Now, you still can be because shill bidding, people can bid it up to your max bid. But don't overpay for things. You know, Don't get caught up in this you know, FOMO nonsense where you have to have this item. Um, you know, shill bidding does come into play, though. If people are really bidding things up and they go as sold, and all of a sudden it looks like a very high new comp, you got to be careful there. But in, I, I do think the majority of the fault lies on anybody associated with shill bidding. But as a buyer, you got to educate yourself. Don't overpay for things. Do some research. So there's, mm -hmm. it's not 50-50 blame. The buyer is not 50% on the hook here. But you got to take some, you know, some action on your part to protect yourself. What, uh, what was the point? Uh, Just give them the question. All that. So bottom line was. What was the overall thought of what do, what do people where do people stand on what we've seen uh, about PwC and eBay in this whole situation? You had put uh, a few options as far as less trust for PwCC, uh, cute headline, but not going to change anything, and less trust for eBay. People can choose multiple options, but Those there was the an story. overwhelming uh, option for less trust for PwCC um, with like about a third of the votes from that was people didn't think it was going to change anything. So, um, and that's my vote, by the way, I think it's a, it's a great headline. You know, we're going to mm -hmm. get a lot of content out of it, which for that sake, for the, for Thank selfishly, you. I'm like, yeah, cool. Something to talk about. <laughs> I don't think it changes anything quite frankly. I think eBay is going to continue to be the authority. PWCC is going to launch and do their thing unless something else crazy comes out. Now, again, if this hypothetical thing of this associate with somebody who worked there and they're involved with shilling and it's a corporate level thing, Totally different. We just don't know. So as of right now, I don't think it changes anything. Um, I don't know. Why are you smirking? I see those chubby cheeks <laughs> dancing over there. <laughs> well, there's a couple other votes that people had. Um, sure. And I just thought we should point them out. Of course. Um, it's going to be valuable. So, so. so seven votes was Jesse is the GOAT. So I just thought everyone should probably I mean, know that. How many of those seven were yours? But <laughs> six, six votes were also 
Epstein didn't kill himself. And I just, uh, <laughs> just thought that was hilarious. You remember would, yelling that? At why one? would, nope. <laughs> Do you remember? Nope. There nope, was a golf cart nope, involved? No. Nope. Okay. I like on. turtles. Also had four votes. So there you go. That's your straight facts, homie, folks. Uh, turn it, tune in to that's YouTube why this tomorrow. Yeah, and that's why this wasn't a huge segment of the show. There's one statement from each company. I'm not going to sit here and play the hypothetical legal game like these other shows have done. Uh, we're talking to Jesse tomorrow. We'll, we'll deal with that. So, All right. Cool. Mailbag? Before mailbag, the only other thing. I actually had a busy week of buying stuff. I was able to buy a bunch of Eloy. Uh, Eloy is back healthy. He's crushing the ball for the White Sox. That team is cruising right now anyways. So I bought three of those PSA 10 tops paper. So 2019 PSA. These are not straight cash homies. I just thought they were good buys. Um, to, uh, 2019 tops paper, Eloy, PSA 10s. I paid like 40 bucks a whack. I'm good there. I think they're going for a little closer to 50, but I think there's upside despite it being the devil, which is base, and despite <laughs> it being a huge pop, I think there's upside. Uh, I bought two of his 2017 Bowman First Autos. These are Beckett-graded BGS 9510s. I mean, honestly, they were doing like, I don't even think they were at $400 a piece, and I got true gems, so good good subgrades on them. Nice. I think I was closer to, th- and again, I got a little bit of a deal on all this, but like 350 to 400 I like those for a buy. I bought his refractor gem as well. Same thing, 2017, Bowman first. So the refractors are numbered to 499 Again, Becca graded 9510 It's like 600 to 650 in that range. I got it for a little less. I, I just think we're going to see this guy take off. He's going to hit home runs when it counts. I think it's going to be a good thing. Uh, and I also landed a Terry Bradshaw rookie. It's a PSA 6. You know, we had done that from our vintage football, which we need to revisit our vintage football thing. Like oh, yeah. Some different I've got a question about it. Oh, please. What is it? No, no, no. I've got a question oh. in mailbag. Okay. Uh, and I bought a PSA 9 top rookie, Kobe. It's like 360 bucks. We were selling those things at like 1200 a couple months ago. I'm in on that. Just too cheap. I, I wish you would, if you don't mind, when these cards come in or as they come in, would you post them up on uh, Instagram so the good people can see them? Because you have stepped up your game on social, I will yep. do that. You have been That's a little more I active. I appreciate it. It's oh, been yeah, noticed, buddy. by the way. We're getting some <laughs> other things reaching out. Um, I also, before we move on to mailbag, a big thank you, and I should have done this probably three weeks ago. Antonio Fernandez, uh, fan of the show, sent us a number of soccer cards, and not just like no names. Uh, we got Mbappe in here, uh, Holland, Pulse. Polisic, yep. I know he's a name. I just don't know how to say it. Um, and including a Messi Christian, as well. By the so way. Christian, uh, yep, you you know your cards. Um, sure. Anyway, Antonio, this was awesome. Thank you very much because honestly, I think between the two of us, these are all the soccer cards we have. Antonio, I can guarantee um, I will never see those cards or any <laughs> revenue that comes from them. I can guarantee that. What, you. what revenue? I'm not selling them. Okay, I'm just I'm, what? Where are all the cards that you've gotten from all the fans? Hey, by the way, I, I got a guy a sending me a full size Bill Russell college jersey. That oh, will be cool. on. That will be going on the wall at the new house. By the way, can't wait to I see forty nine percent of that in my house. Not a chance in the world. Cut all that right, in half. Mailbag, and then we're done. Mailbag, mailbag. All right. Um, first question comes from Douglas Teeter, and if you're wondering, hey, I didn't ask a question. I like I'm well, something. Dang it, dude. We already moved segments. Just save it. No, we don't have to do it. It's fine. Just save it. Just wait. We can oh, go back to oh, it. Oh, oh, you know what it was? Oh, you briefly get to go on the HBO Max pod. Is it HBO Max? What's the yes, thing today? You have that at two o'clock. The H- uh, HBO Max podcast. Uh, it's for sport or real, real sports, sports, though, comes out next Tuesday night after Hard Knocks. Yes. If we are not on that, I will burn HBO to the ground. Can we say <laughs> well, that? Is Bill still can- can we say if I don't get featured? Because you will definitely be on it. I just want my picture to at least be shown. So sports. I'm in the background. Here we baby. go. Baby. All, All right. right. Mailbag. Mailbag. Douglas Teeter, you asked a question uh from a couple weeks ago. I thought it was good, but we just haven't had time for it. On card autos sure. versus sticker autos. Is this a no-brainer? Is it always wait, what did you say? What do you I don't know why stop. Douglas Teeter, I went the teats. Douglas. No. No, I didn't, I didn't just, think about it. I said it. I shouldn't have brought it to Dougie T. Uh, yeah, we, always on card. They they sell for a little bit higher premium. Okay. Especially as they start to get into really high end stuff, guys don't want. For me personally, I don't own any except for the ones I have pulled. I I rarely will look at an auto that's a Brady sticker. It's a snobby thing, but it's true. People like the on card stuff. True or false? 
when we were at the show in Wisconsin and you got the card that had LeBron and Jordan in the signatures, did you actually think at the time that those were on-card autos and then later found out they were sticker autos? Oh, no, no, no. So that card was LeBron, Jordan, and Garnett. Yes. Um, but see, there's a good example. That card cost me, what did I pay, 21000 Is that right? 22 Whatever, low that? 20s. 21, yeah. Uh-huh. That card on card probably goes closer to 30. Like you can just make the claim like, hey, there's an on card. So, but no, I knew it. See, and that card doesn't bother me either because it's so even in person and in the BGS holder, it's a 9510. You almost cannot tell their stickers. I don't oh, hate yeah. that. If it's glaring, sometimes the sticker placement is crap or it just looks out of place. It annoys me. On that particular card, I actually didn't mind. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Great question Z- from Jesse's <laughs> mailbag. Douglas, Zyman, Marzuki, come on down. Are super short prints, otherwise known as SSB inserts, good long-term investment, say five years, an example, Kaboom in downtown? Absolutely. Or for the same money, would you rather own a PSA 10 rookie card with low pop? I think obviously the second one, right? Oh, I mean, so if it's a PSA 10 rookie with low <clears> pop, <throat> that's different. But if it's like a, a generic, very easy to find PSA 10 rookie, then no. And we've seen that. Like, look at the 1993 finest refractors in 94 in basketball. That was like a, a hard-to-hit refractor. It's an SP of, the, of its time. They sell out of this world, especially in basketball. Look at the late 90s inserts that sell for unbelievable money now. Now, I'm not saying that the kabooms and the downtowns are going to do that, but I think they're going to hold their value very well, especially early on. Like a first-year kaboom, I think, is going to be a, a first-year of this resurgence. Same thing with downtown. I think there's money there. The Jambalaya inserts are awesome money. Like, I, I think they're both safe plays for sure. Jambalaya inserts? That's a thing? That's the Jambalaya. first time I've heard that. Uh, Michael Cianfrom, uh thoughts yep. on Topps Chrome Baseball for this year. Oh, Rookie I for- class seems fairly mundane. There Worth you- a hold? Hold rip? Okay, so that was, actually, that was actually the thing I forgot to bring up. I was supposed to pull up the checklist here, and I couldn't. Uh, I actually looked at the checklist yesterday. I like it. Um, so here's what's interesting. It's selling for about a third of 2019, which is good, It's but it's on par with last year. 2019 had Tatis, Vlad, Elon, I mean, ridiculous, right? But I'm asking right like you have any idea. You're doing I'm just great. staring like a deer in the head. But I'll be baby. honest with you. This year, I'm not mad about it. Joe Adele's a star. Nick Madrigal's played pretty well. Cabrian Hayes has shown he can hit. Alec Baum, although he's underperformed, is a stud for the Phillies. The Braves have Christian Pache and... Uh, ba William Contreras, I think the catching mm-hmm. prospect. Good mm-hmm. names there. I'm forgetting a bunch, by the way. I but I actually did go. Bobby Dahlbeck has his first Chrome there. I actually think for the value this year is a pretty good buy. Yeah, I, I actually. So if you can hold it, I would because it has not spiked like it's going to. Uh, I I don't mind the product at all this year. Yep. Okay. Um. I ooh. I love. I always want to say Isla, but I thought that was a girl's name. Isla Fishman. What do you guys think of box battles? They feel kind of dumb to me and not really sure what the value they bring to the hobby at all is. I've seen a couple of people mention box battles recently. Do you know what is a box battle? Yeah, so a box battle is, by the way, Isla, I feel terrible. This is the guy sending me the Bill Russell jersey. He reached out out of the blue. He's like, hey, this is actually a pretty rare piece. I was just going to sell it, but I know you're a Russell fan. Uh, so first of all, sir, Dang. thank you for your generosity. Sorry we're not smart enough to read your name. Or pronounce or your name, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Fishman, what was the question? <laughs> what did he ask? What's a box battle and is oh, it so worth it at all? A box battle is basically just a chance. Two guys will have a box and they'll, whatever rule they make up, hey, whoever pulls the lowest serial number card wins all the con- the contents of both boxes. Oh, is that what sports card investors have been doing? Yeah, it's what those oh. clowns did at Nationals. Yeah, him okay. and his goofball team. Yeah. Okay. They're but so we, good. Am I not allowed? Uh, yeah. They're so good. I like them. I told you, I like Ben and I like <laughs> the girl who messaged us too. I forget her name. They're both They're good people. Great team. Yeah, I just don't like him. That's fine. Move along. <laughs> okay. Jesse, move on. Stop I, trying to go with me. What's in- <laughs> Fishman, very generous, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Um, Alex Lakoff. I'm going to wear that Bill Russell jersey for a podcast when I get it in. <laughs> not a joke. Are you really? Yeah, why not? Okay. Alex, go ahead. What's Alex have to say? I better be able to fit in 49% of that jersey. Bill Russell, there- dude. I think you'll fit. Are there any hobby implications for Tatis moving from uh, SS to OF? I know outfield. First of all, short, what? Shortstop. Look at you. I can't believe. Did you look that up ahead yes. of time? Is no, I honestly didn't. I, I felt bad when I started asking because I was afraid I was going to look stupid. But then uh, I remember. No, 
because he's going to play well. It doesn't matter. And he already has the high. And quite frankly, the whole position thing, if it's not a pitcher, I don't think people care. I think he's killing it. Yep. Okay. Uh, Jeff Howe wants to know, I'm getting into vintage baseball and football because I'm honestly floored at how reasonable the prices are for adding PC stuff. Any yep. advice on buying raw vintage for my PC? This is that question I was talking about. Buying raw vintage? Was that the question? Yeah, buying raw vintage. So here, here's PC. what I do. I, I don't I will not buy raw vintage from anybody. I was at a show, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago, and somebody bought raw from a guy who was older than dirt. He bought a nineteen fifty one Willie Mays rookie card raw. Wow. Sent it off to get graded, and it came back altered. And the guy, I mean, this guy was Ooh. like in his 80s then. He told him, he's like, I pulled this from a pack. Like, he was adamant. And he had a whole table full of, like, unbelievable vintage. And then it's like, well, first of all, you opened a pack 50 years ago. Is your memory correct? Did you did you maybe pull a different one? And I say this, that I would not buy raw vintage in person, period. I just won't. I don't trust anybody enough. And it doesn't even have to be malicious. This old dude wasn't trying to lie. I guarantee along the way, though, he picked up another one and just confused the two. Um, mm. But it, that happens, like at a card show or an in-person deal. What are you supposed to do? Like, you're not yeah. getting your money back. The only way I will buy raw vintage is if it's, like, through PayPal. Because PayPal goods and services extend six months. Buy it, and I don't care what the card is, unless it's crazy high end, send it right to PSA. But just buy it and send it to SGC immediately. For the 25 bucks, it at least gives you the, the security that, hey, this is a real card. Or it comes back quick enough where it's altered, it's fake, whatever. Okay, cool. Then you can go after the person and get your money back through PayPal. So um, to his overall point, though, I think football, we've talked about it before. I think football is so stupid undervalued. It, nothing new here. Jim Brown, Johnny Unitas, those two cards, the 57 tops for Johnny and the 58 tops for Jim, I just think are the most undervalued cards in all of sports. Like, I, I just... I don't know when that market catches on and people realize, like, hey, there's all-time greats, and yeah, we didn't care about football in the 60s compared to baseball, mm-hmm. but just in terms of legacy, I think football will have the... 10 years from now, I think football will out, will grow more than baseball will. Baseball's still going to vastly outsell it, but the gap, I think, fo- I think football will have the, the biggest more. gains. Yep. Okay. And I like the um, baseball play, too. He's absolutely right. You can buy stuff super cheap for PC stuff, vintage, and especially raw. Because a lot of guys won't touch raw base, raw vintage. Uh, Bam Nuju. We'll make this the th- last one. This is enough. Okay. Bam's got an okay question. What are we your thoughts on? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Dops Chrome coming out this Friday this year with PSA shut down? Even using SGC, I feel like the product is so expensive compared to the upside without PSA and with base tanking so much. Yeah, it's a factor, right? But again, there's a reason this stuff is under three. You can honestly you can get under three fifty a lot of places, and in years past, even last year's came out over four hundred. And like we said, twenty nineteen is close to a thousand a box. So, are you going to be able to just grade a hundred rookies with PSA right now? No, can't do that. Still grade if you get some super low numbered color or big time autos, grade them with PSA. And if you don't, then grade your stuff with SGC. All the other stuff, grade that out and sell it quick. So it doesn't, to me, it's, if this was coming out at 600 bucks a box, it's different. It's going to be like 350 I, I think there's still room in the rookie class. The rookie class being somewhat strong still outweighs any negative from grading not being the best option for a lot. Okay. Um, let's do one more. Because I knew, I could tell this Give post. A good he question. Wanted. End, with a, end with a good. Bam, your question was great. You, you um, even said it was an okay question. Chris, We're not shooting for mediocrity here, Pat. Chris Shoemaker wants to know and we've we've kind of talked about this before but uh this is definitely good for new guys when subbing the PSA and they ask the value of the card you're subbing how should you answer that question and what do they use oh, for comps if or when value. there are up charges yeah so you have to do when you sub your cards certain levels and I, I'm not super familiar with PSA you know you can only sub and this was when they were all up and running anyways the bulk level had to be like a thousand dollars or less right Basically, they use that to say if your card gets damaged or destroyed. Again, this is very vague, too. I'm not the authority on this by any means. But what is your card roughly worth in the raw condition that you're sending it in at? It's worth 800 bucks. Put your declared value as $800. If something happens, you know that's how they would base what you're going to be um, compensated for. When it comes to upcharges, uh, so I know this for a fact. Chris Vernon um, just got, we just got his PSA order back. I just mailed it out yesterday or the day before. 
one of his Kobe's that we sent in raw for the mm-hmm. value, and again, declared value for this price point at the time, these went in, I don't know, eight months ago, was $1,000 or less. Well, one of the Kobe's graded a PSA 10. Comps on the PSA 10, not the raw version of the card, comps on what it is currently worth now, because it's graded a PSA 10, were mm-hmm. over 1000 There was a 30 or $40 upcharge for that. Oh, so they and did just, base it on the grade. Just to say this too, people love to whine about upcharges. Chris didn't, by the way. He knew he made money. If you get upcharged, it means you made money. So just be quiet. And then there's also this thought, though, and I, I don't really subscribe to this either. Either, Well, if they can charge more, isn't, aren't they more likely to give you high grades then so they get to upcharge you more? I mean, take a look at PSA 10 numbers lately. I can tell you right now, they are not grading. They're grading more critically now than before, which I have no problem with. But if you get upcharged, you made cash. Good on you. There you go. Thank uh, you, Chris. I did end quick because here's a last note. I talked about, not going to get into a whole lot here. I talked about some mental health stuff on Monday's show. Uh, we got a crazy, I, I took me some days to go through it because I did unplug a little bit on Tuesday. Hey, can we not use crazy as a descriptive term when talking about mental health? I can talk about my own mental health however I want. So thank you. Oh, we're talking uh, about yours. We got oh, a okay. crazy amount of emails. <laughs> See, let the finish, let the sentence play out, pal. I uh, appreciate the reach, the outreach. It was cool to hear. Uh, there you go. We're not going to talk about it if it's not relevant. So it's just See, you, that's like the first time you've gotten real. Per- I get that all the time because I'm always talking about like how I'm about to die or my dad's going to die or, you know, just like all that kind of stuff. That's the first time you've kind of like gotten that same kind of love. And, and I, I'm glad that you got to feel it. Yeah, I'm thrilled too. <laughs> I was feeling better. Now I'm feeling depressed. Enough. Listen, you've done great. Uh, so no, we, honestly, you're such a bad person. That's you're fair. so mean. We appreciate the outreach. It was cool to hear from people. Um, yeah, there you go. All right, and not, thank that's you. Sentimental. <laughs> Stefan was in here, new producer today. Stefan, where are you from? We didn't even get to meet this guy. I feel bad. Oh yeah, at least say something for us, Stefan. Seriously, people want to know. <laughs> yeah, my name is Stefan Anderson. Um, I'm from Poughkeepsie, New York, originally, and I now live in the Bronx. Um, are you a Yankees fan, Stefan? Yes, I am a Yankees fan. Hey, Stefan, go ahead and shut that <laughs> microphone off. I tell you, I thought he was great, and I thought he was a Yankees fan. Now I hate him. Ah, uh, man, it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a rough month for you Boston Red Sox fans, hasn't it? I'm telling oh you. Goodness. So, Stefan, is this one and done? Is Ronick back next week? What's the story here? Ronick will be back next week. This is one and done for me. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. We tried Until not to the go next too, time. Uh, yeah, we tried to go too crazy here. We tried to keep this show fairly regular. So didn't want to throw too many hurdles at you. I, I hope it's uh, terrible. I hope it's difficult to produce. I hope it's <laughs> oh. Hey, thanks, Stefan. We appreciate you doing the work the work on it. So appreciate it. No Guys, problem. that is your show. Um I hate ending with a Yankees note. What a crap way to end the show. Oh God. Uh, More mailbag right fun. now. All right, that was Sports Cars Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. I forget if it's powered by, paid by, whatever. It's on Spotify. <laughs> yep. You can get anywhere you get your podcast. Make sure you check out our website. We always pump that. Uh, we're always trying to shill those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's Topical joke. And don't forget, Sports the card- shill t-shirt. Oh, I didn't even mention okay, it on this take show. Take a breath. Sportscardsnonsense.com. We have card services, frequently asked questions, whatever you need. Thank you to And Michael. we have merch on there with the shill t-shirt. Go and check it out now. All right, and thank you to Michael Giardi. For up, I don't remember how to say his name correctly now. You for got popping it. on, so there you go. We'll be back on Monday. Back Check with YouTube Ronick. tomorrow. YouTube tomorrow at twelve central. We'll have Jesse, the business director, or something from PWCC on. The Dream Team is back on Monday, though. Me, you, and Ronick. Ronick, Hello. Ronick not a Yankees fan, for the record. Thanks, guys. Catch you Monday. <laughs>